0: Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversation of Money podcast. I have a treat for you this morning because... Um, I was asked to speak at a, on an Instagram account, maybe two, two and a half weeks ago. And um, I realized that actually, after I finished speaking, that I'd never shared this with my audience. And so I can't like go and speak on somebody else's like platform and share five things that I think have been very, very important to me and then not share on my own platform. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, And it's not money related. We will hit money as a conversation, as a talking point through this episode. But these things that are my top five are, I would say, defining um, ideas, defining notions, defining lessons that I have definitely learned and have contributed to me being where I am now and everything that's happened to me. And I hope that by listening to this episode, if this is of interest, I'm sure, I'm hoping it is anyway, that you will finish this episode and be really pumped, inspired, motivated and just raring to go for the rest of today and this week. So I'm going to be giving you my five, top my, my top five life lessons. So my top five life lessons. And my first one is this, you have time to make mistakes, so make them. And I know that this sounds really like cliche, but this is something that I wish that I knew when I was a little bit younger. I know that there are parents now who will say to their kids, you know, you need to experiment and make mistakes when you're in your twenties, because you have your entire life ahead of you. When I was 17, I came back to this country I didn't have time to experiment. I didn't have time to make mistakes because my parents basically sent me over here with 50 quid in my pocket. It was like, yeah, go fend for yourself. I didn't have the luxury of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I, I, I had expectations for my dad to be um, a doctor, to be in medicine and that's what I did. In, I did sciences in school to basically make him happy and follow his dream so that he could live vicariously through me. I didn't have the luxury of being able to experiment with different careers or different things that I might want to do and finding something that makes me feel happy or or that level of uh, balance and fulfillment that we now come to cherish, or at least I have come to cherish so dearly. I didn't have time to make those mistakes, and I wish that I knew that a little bit earlier in life. And it's true, you, know, you have all of your life ahead of you. The most important thing is not to get stuck within the, the rat race and the cycle of just working t- in order to live. It's important that where you can to try and find what gives you purpose in life so that you can live a more balanced, fulfilled, and a life that gives you a sense of belonging. I think that is something that we totally and utterly overlook um, in today's day and age because of the pressures of social media and so on and so forth. So my first of the top five lessons that I've learned in life is that you have time to make mistakes. So make mistakes. Number two for me is you are not a product of your environment or your circumstances. And For me, this is so, 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 so true. Um, I am not by any means a product of my environment. And I think this is really important for kids to hear these days. I did a talk um, at the Eastside uh, Youth uh, Leaders Academy or Young Leaders Academy in East London just actually last week. And this is one of the points that I made with them here. Is that you know we all come from backgrounds where we may not necessarily have the best start in life, and it's very very easy for us to get um, enthralled in the environment and the things that surround us, that we are unable to look beyond the the parapet that we see in front of us or the poopit that we see in front of us. And it's really important that we stick our head above the parapet, look beyond and dare to dream and dare to aspire to more. If my story and my background, my, my environment were to dictate my future, then I would probably be in prison. I would probably be a drug addict. I would probably be someone who has a criminal record. But we have junctures in life where we have to make a decision. We have to make choices. And I believe that everybody has these moments, by the way. I think everybody has a number of moments where you have an epiphany. And when the epiphany hits, you are then presented with that fork in the road. And you either go left or you either go right. And, you know, well, actually, you could stay on the same path. and Many people do. But for me, I knew that my background and my the environment in which I grew up, be it fractured, I was fostered from three months until eight years old. I was born here in the UK in '79. My parents took me back to Nigeria, or well, sent for me when I was eight, just turning eight. and I did all of my secondary school education. I came back when I was 18. I've seen, you know not being able to, have electricity, running water, not having enough money in, in, in the household and not being able to eat for two, three days and living in abject poverty. I've seen that. And I've also seen the side that we've become accustomed to here in the Western society, where sometimes the biggest concerns that we have is what, what flat screen TV we should buy. And I know that that is, you know, depending on where you are in the social status, but I've seen both sides to it. And if, you know, it, being a product of your environment were to be something that I believe then I you could argue that I would have just saddest you know maybe settled for for things that are unbecoming of what I feel life expects of me and my family expects of me I said this in the uh, chat with the young kids um, last week many of them from uh, the similar origins to me in terms of their parents being Nigerian and and West African. The fact that, you know, I have seen, and I do acutely acknowledge that we have opportunities here in this country. And sometimes we take those opportunities for granted. Sometimes we don't realize that actually we have so much afforded to us that we just don't cherish it. And one of my biggest fears in life is, doing such a bad job or not taking advantage of opportunities to the point that my brothers who weren't lucky enough to be born in the UK with a UK passport and the right to live in the UK and be UK citizen. My biggest fear is that they would look at me and, and say, well, you didn't give it your best shot, Pete because I squandered the opportunity that they don't have, that they would kill for. And so that's this has been a really big life lesson for me. You're not a byproduct. You're not a product of your environment or your circumstances. You do get to um, determine your own future. You do get to decide your own fate. Yes, sometimes it takes skill. Sometimes you have to learn harsh lessons and you have to be willing to jump and break a leg and break some eggs whilst you're at it but lessons learned are so important there is no such thing as failure only lessons to be learned my third tip is follow your gut trust your instincts you know what for the longest time for the longest 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 time i um i ignored a lot of my instincts my gut i don't know what it was i don't know whether it's just maybe lack of confidence or just fear. I definitely remember a conversation a few years back when I first kind of like broke away from corporate world to, to advise and self-employed at that point. And I remember having a conversation with one of my other friends, Mike, who um, actually runs his own business. He goes, you know, you're just worried at the moment that you're not going to be able to make ends meet. And that fear is what's going to stop you. And lo and behold, in the end, I was like, "Ah, you know what? a load of stuff was happening anyway in the background. I went back into an employed role because I needed that security. If you fast forward to today, where last year COVID kind of, again, I was made redundant and COVID pushed me to the point where actually I didn't have a choice, but to try and make this a thing on my own, as many people did. When I look back at that, I had an overwhelming, overwhelming urge, like that inner voice, that inner intuition telling me you have to start a YouTube channel, you have to start a podcast this year. And that was, I was getting these heavy, heavy um, sort of urges and nudges. I was thinking about it all the time and I don't know what it, why, I don't know why, I don't know what it was that was pushing me but that was in October, November, 2019. I started to seriously think about it and I thought, I'm going to go do it. And I remember we went to Thailand for Christmas and New Year's, and that's where I shot the first four videos for the first month of YouTube content, which then turned into podcast content before the podcast morphed into what it is right now. Maybe I haven't told the story of how this all came about. Maybe I'll do a separate episode on that specifically. But you know, I had that gut feeling, that instinct. And if I hadn't listened to that gut instinct, then I have no idea where I would be right now in relation to where I am with the podcast and everything that has happened. I wouldn't be this far down the line, most definitely. I'm not even sure that I would have a podcast if I didn't listen to my gut at that point. And I'm thankful that I did because ultimately it turned out to be right. And I'm thankful for where I am right now because I'm in a place that I never thought that I would be. And to think that this is all possible because of media, social media, and the, the beautiful ability to just record a podcast in my office, in my in my home office, and put it out online for people to listen, listen to this. It's incredible. I mean, the, this podcast has been in the Apple... Um, all time uh, chart for, um, I can't remember the category now, but it's been high up for the last year, I think six or seven, I'm I'm moving around about there, six or seven. That's because you guys listen and I'm thankful for that. But you have to, you have to follow your gut. You have to follow your instinct. If you have that inner voice telling you, screaming at you that you need to do something and you don't know why you have this massive, massive urge to do something that maybe you have been thinking about for a very long time, please, please listen to it. Don't second guess it. Don't just bat it aside. Listen to it, acknowledge it and take action. And yes, it's going to be scary. Yes, you're not going to really know what you're doing. You may have imposter syndrome, You may be uncertain of the next steps, but listen to that inner voice. You will figure it out. You will figure it out. It's one thing that we're all very good at as human beings, figuring stuff out because that's what we do. We adapt. We survive. So whatever it is that you might have your gut telling you to do, do it. My fourth um, of the top five life lessons. And this is money related. So I said, we were going to segue to this money related, learn the language of money. And I've said this so many times on YouTube. I've said it so many times on Instagram. I think I've said it a few times here on, uh, on the podcast. You have to learn the, the, the language of money. I wish that I knew the language of money when I was much, much younger. I wish that I got taught budgeting. I wish that I got taught, you know, about the stock market when I was younger. The reality is that I wasn't, and I call this a language because it is very much a language. When you're reading any investment um, reports or reading anything about investments, and you're you're coming across words like you know stocks, equities, and they're relatively easy ones, or you know you you're coming across dividends, you're coming across um, you know uh, earnings per share. That's a language. Asset allocation, you know, asset classes. this is language. You have to understand what they actually mean. The way I explain this to people, just to give maybe a a real world comparison is, you know, if you go to, um, if you go to Spain, right, and someone says to you, hola senora, you don't know what that means. If 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 that's your first time there, you've never heard Spanish before, you would not know what that basically means. And you wouldn't know how to use that phrase because you don't know what it means. It's fairly simple. But if you understood what it meant, you would know how and when to use it. Therefore, you would know when to apply it. The same thing applies when it comes to money. If you don't know what an asset class is or asset allocation is or risk management, if you don't understand what those things mean, you have no way of understanding how to actually apply it in a practical sense. So therefore, you don't know what you're doing. Whereas if you just take the time just to learn the language, the simple things, and they may be very on the surface, dry, mundane phrases. But I don't know about you. And maybe this is just because it's my personality and the way that I am. I'm very, very inquisitive. I'm very, very curious. I like when I go and find out what something is, that there are multiple levels underneath it, like an onion, like right? you're just peeling through the layers. And the deeper down you go, the more you pick up, the more detail there is, and the more it starts to make sense. That for me is, is what I enjoy when I, when I take on new knowledge or embark on learning something new. And if you have an inquisitive mind like myself, then I'm sure that you'll find that as well. But it's really important that you understand the language so you understand how you can actually apply it. Only then do you have the foundation and the ability to truly understand what you're doing and how to approach things when it comes to investing. And don't get me wrong, like, it's not just about investing. It's about money in general, right? These things don't happen overnight. Oftentimes it will take time. And in the age that we live in now, we are used to fast turnaround, quick returns, not spending more than, you know, five, 10 minutes on something, right? But anything that is worthwhile having takes time, takes effort, takes an investment of some kind. So learn the language of money, invest the time to do that. If that means you've got to listen to podcasts, you've got to take courses, you've got to watch videos and, you know, do what you need to do. Do what you need to do to give yourself the foundation that you need. The last one of my top five lessons in life is to find what makes you feel whole or make you feel happy. And I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. And that is the fact that if you follow your gut, particularly when it comes to, you know, things like career, right? If you follow your gut when it comes to things like career, you're more than likely going to land into something that you enjoy. And if you land into something that you enjoy, that makes you feel rewarded, that makes you feel fulfilled, that gives you that sense of satisfaction, then life all of a sudden becomes very, very different because... One of the big narratives that I detest on social media is this whole, whole idea of, you know, trading time for money. I understand the principle behind it, understand the sentiment behind it. However, I think the messaging and how it's put across is dishonest. And when I look at, you know, wealth people that maybe I, that I know or wealth people that I've worked with before, they all trade time for money. Of course they do. How you need time to make money. But what they do is different, though it's very, very different. And this is this may be my unique take. People may or may not agree with me on this. But I think the key thing in life is, well, it's, I'll, I'll rule them off. I think it's, again, like an onion, multi-layered, right? So let's pull off the first one, is number one, finding something that you enjoy. Because then the conversation of trading time for money or this, um, this idea behind retiring early, financial independence, that becomes an easy conversation by just simply finding something that you enjoy. Because if you find something that you enjoy, it's very, very unlikely you're going to be like, I want to retire one day because you enjoy what you're doing. And therefore you want to continue to do that. Right? Does that that make sense? I hope that actually makes sense. I think it's very, very important to acknowledge that. The second thing in this onion layer that I think is really, really worthwhile to to bear in mind when we talk about this is that you have to acknowledge that one of the key fundamental principles when it comes to trying to acquire wealth or to have ample financial resources is that you have to have the time to accumulate assets. Be that business, be that cash, be that property, you need time to be able to do so. And one of the things that really winds me up about this narrative around passive income now on social media is that everybody wants to get passive income in their 20s, right? Not completely understanding that in order for you to get a tangible amount of passive income, you need capital to go in social media conveniently misses this out. Social media will conveniently miss out stats like if you want to live on £25,000 per year, then you're going to need a pension pot or a capital sum of X. They don't want to do that because it doesn't sell courses. It doesn't, you know, it's not sexy enough, right? It's not headline grabbing enough. And I think where people need to understand the benefit of this is that When you're young, you have time. If you're 20, you have time. The sooner you're able to make better financial decisions, the longer you have to essentially amass assets for later on in life. So, what you're trying to do is you're trying to amass assets that you can convert to income later on. So, your time for the money right now, which people are saying that they don't want to do, trade time for money. You're trading your time for the money you have right now so that you can use that money to get back time later on. But in order for you to accumulate that money, you need time on your side. So in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, that should be the time when you're really trying to break your back to earn as much money as you can making smart investment, smart financial decisions to give you the best footing possible quite a simple notion, I think, but I don't know, maybe, maybe I think differently to other people. So that was the second layer. And I think that's a really, really important one to make. And I think the final one in this is, and I've kind of alluded to this earlier in a little bit in an earlier point, but I'm just going to maybe reiterate it here. And that is you have time, like make mistakes. That's fine. But don't feel the need to essentially conform with what society or family or friends or you think the expectation is of you. I've spent way too much time doing that. I mean, everybody wants to be in a position where you have people think nice things about you, right? That's a natural position for most human beings to take. We all want that acceptance. And maybe I struggle with this still now, and I do. I do. I shouldn't say maybe. I do still struggle with this now. Sometimes you have to make the best decision for you. And ultimately, this is where you get to the realization that you only have one life to live. You don't have two. You don't have three or four. You don't. So find what makes you feel happy. Find what makes you feel whole. Do what you enjoy. You might as well spend that time making those mistakes and discover what that thing is. Then never do it at all. And even if you're starting this late. Actually, you know what? It's never too late. Find what makes you happy. I wish that I found this ability to connect with people, to share my ideas with people a lot earlier. I think I did, but I just didn't have the courage and maybe even the conviction to start it much earlier. And that's maybe one of the big regrets that I have, because where would I be now? How? bigger with the platform B but I do believe that everything happens for a reason I I really really do you can't connect the dots moving forward you can connect the dots moving backwards and so I think with this being my last of the top five lessons that I've learned I think it's one of the most important ones and I think for many people in today's society as simple as an idea or a notion this is it's a luxury for many people to actually really do what they feel makes them whole or makes them happy, have that sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. I think that's rare. And I think if we're able to focus more people on just do what you want and go after the thing that makes you happy and you enjoy, I think the world would be such a better place for it. I really, really do. I really, really do. Would all be very, very much happier than we are. we Would be very much more content than we, are, than we are. Is that good for society as a whole? Maybe, maybe not for some sectors. Media maybe wouldn't like it because there won't be that many uh, bad news stories maybe to share and all of this stuff. You look at industries that thrive on poor mental health. You know, if we all did everything, you know, the things that we liked everyone would be in fantastic, for, you know, mental health. So maybe some industries wouldn't like that. This is the way our world is built. But I wanted to share this with you guys today. I don't know whether you found this useful or not. Hopefully you did. Um, if you did, please let me know. Message me on Insta, uh, leave a review if you can. Um, but yeah, I think my top five lessons of life in life that I've learned, um, I just wanted to share those because I think it's only right that I that I share this as well with you guys and hopefully it helps you on your Monday morning and it helps you through this week um, and I hope that you feel pumped and I hope that you feel um, inspired and equipped for whatever it is that you're going to be facing this week but guys, I appreciate you as always and um, fingers crossed there's something that I hopefully will be able to announce for the podcast in the coming weeks I appreciate you all very much Have an amazing week. I will catch you later on. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.